I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 70. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Upsile. The LA-based pop star has recently released her incredible single, Melatonin. In today's episode, we're talking with Taylor Upsal about the new single, her original punk background, and working alongside Dua Lipa. Here we go. Our guest today is a pop singer-songwriter from Phoenix, Arizona. She's now based in LA and is working with artists such as Mike Shinoda from Linkin Park and Big Boy, and recently released her single, Melatonin. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Upsell. Hello. Thanks for having me. How's it going? I appreciate the opportunity for this. This will be fun. No, of course. Thank you very much. Uh, As we just discussed a second before recording, uh, you're currently in LA at the moment. Yes, in Los Angeles. I spent a lot of quarantine back home in Phoenix with my family. And now that life is kind of getting back to, to whatever normal quote unquote is, I'm back in LA doing my thing. Yeah. I was going to ask, what is the um, what is the new normal for LA in terms of like being able to go to the studio or, or gigs or whatever? I'm so happy that now we're back like in person, like in person for sessions and stuff. Um, because now looking back, I don't know how I did Zoom sessions for a whole year. <laughs> it's insane. So yeah, every most sessions are back in person. Um, and I just forgot how fun it is just like being in the studio with people. It's amazing. But it's been cool because now I feel like quarantine opened up this whole world of, you know, Zoom sessions. And so now like I have a session tomorrow with somebody in Australia, which like normally you wouldn't think that you could like work with somebody across the world. But now we have Zoom. So it's opened up a lot of cool opportunities for sure. But I'm glad to be back in the studio. Do you think that... Um because I believe, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I know you've been playing music for a very long time, I think about 10, 11 years, and you are still only mm-hmm. young yourself, but having the success that you've had in the last 12 to 16 months, have you found that that's been interesting to get like wrap your head around in terms of like you kind of hit a certain peak and then it goes online and it kind of changes? Word, yeah. I mean, I feel lucky that you know, during the past year when everybody was locked inside that more people started to care about my music. I feel like us artists at the beginning of of quarantine were like, oh no, like, what are we going to do? We can't tour anymore. Like no one's going to care about us anymore. So I feel lucky that that people gave a shit. Um, But it's definitely so weird now because 
I have seen, you know, my little group of fans or whatever you want. Like my, I, I don't think of them as like fans or whatever, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I've seen it like grow. It's like this community of all these, all these like like-minded people now, but it's such a trip. Cause I only, you know, interact with these people through social media. And I'm like, what is it going to be like when we're like at a real show again? It's going to be crazy. Like I cannot wait to tour again. It's going to be, it's going to be cool for sure. It is very exciting. We're um we're a little bit behind here. We were having like a really good. I don't think there's such a thing as a good pandemic, but we seem to <laughs> yeah, handle it well at the start. We were at one point, and then now, um, like it's we're all back in lockdown. There's no gigs. There's nothing. People are just it's kind so... of fallen to. You guys really were, were, everyone was jealous of Australia for a while. I was like, they're going to festivals, like they're thriving over there. <laughs> it's, it's a crazy time, dude. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, congratulations on Melatonin, the single, Thanks. which is currently out now. Thank you. I'm probably too old to say this, but it is a bop, I believe <laughs> is the correct term or phrase. Yes. Where did this song come from? Um, cool. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I wrote it. It's the second single off of my album that I'm going to be dropping later this year. And my whole kind of vision for the album was I wanted it to tell a story or the story of my life since going through a breakup was like the only person I'd ever been with. So like, you know, and it happened during quarantine too. So I was like really in my feels. And so that the first song and the beginning of the story is a song called douchebag, which I put out before melatonin, which kind of starts the, the story. It's about the breakup. And then melatonin is sort of this, this song that's about not being able to sleep. Really. That's pretty much all there is to it. Um, I feel like when you, you know, you're at a low sometimes, you just like are up all night, just staring at the ceiling and you're exhausted, but you're just like replaying all the things you've done wrong in your life. And you're overthinking everything. <laughs> and then for me, then I would like do any, like I would finally like fall asleep. And then I would have like stress dreams where I would like have dreams about all these like horrible memories or whatever. So I was like, great. I can't even escape my problems in my sleep. And then I was in a, a writing camp with my friends, Pete and Elijah, who I've done a lot of the album with. And, um, in, in LA, in order to, to get in the studio with people, you'd have to do camps where like everyone would quarantine for two weeks and then go into like a, a house or like an Airbnb together and be like COVID safe or whatever. So we did one of those like last fall and we were in this dope Airbnb in LA and there were all these like random books lying around. And so we were just like flipping through books, having a good time. And my friend Elijah, who I wrote the song with was like flipping through and saw something that said I had too much to dream last night. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's cool. Like we should write a song with that lyric. And then it just kind of spiraled into, into the song that it is now. Yeah. It is a very cool track. It's very um, like, uh, like new disco kind of pop, but um, yeah. it's still like an incredible baseline. I know that you grew up around a very different kind of music scene. So I'm kind of curious how you got from your dad's punk scene to new disco kind of like pop bangers, as we said. Word. Yeah. I mean, I grew up listening to a bunch of shit, but like, yeah, the punk scene was very near and dear to my heart uh, just because my dad, I guess I was just around that a lot. And I would have, you know, bands who were touring through Phoenix, like crashing on my living room floor when I was like five years old. So I was just obsessed with the whole idea of like punk music. But I also, you know, was listening to 
Gwen Stefani and Outkast and Weezer and Avril Lavigne and just like so much random. It was just a, a crazy mixture of things, I guess. And then I started making music in high school that was kind of more in the alt, whatever, indie rock world. And then I moved to LA and I started doing sessions and I was introduced to, you know, all the fun things you can do with, with production. And when you have the right producers, you can do whatever kind of music you want. And that has just been the most like freeing thing for me, I guess, is just like the day we made melatonin, we were like, this is going to be a song that's about something that's sad, but we want it to sound like you're dancing. But there's like a disco ball above you and you're having a great time. And so like, <laughs> that's the song we made. I feel like it's cool. Cause we're like living in a genreless music scene right now so yeah it's just fun to be able to to make whatever whatever you're feeling that day for sure i would 100 percent agree with the um the, at the moment there is no genres or it's not yeah. um it's a way to definitely like classify like a record store in terms of like where things are but in terms of music being created it is really good because there is like no boundaries on what you can do yeah it's such a fun time to to be doing it sorry what were you saying no, no, I was just going to say, I feel like this, um, and I could be very wrong, but I'm curious to get your opinion on There's, I feel like there's still a, maybe like ethos of punk or like the, your lyrical content still seems to kind of be like honest, brash, but still, it still works with the, the music that you're making. Do you think that that's possibly an influence that you picked up from your dad or just in general from that kind of initial introduction? 100%. Yeah, I think the whole energy of whatever punk is, I've tried to like preserve in myself and in my music. And yeah, I think as I've grown as a songwriter and figured out what I want to say and how I want to say it, I've love I feel so empowered just saying whatever I want, whether it's going to piss somebody off or not. I'm just like we're going to say it and we're going to see what happens and yeah, that's definitely from my dad. My parents have always just been like just be unapologetically yourself, do you like and I think yeah, that definitely comes across in my music and I think that is what makes making music so fun for me is like writing a song and then if you're like a little scared when you drop it, that feeling of like, oh, people might hate this or they might love it is so fun for me. I feel like that's what music is all about. <laughs> I, uh, I feel like you had one of the best lines of 2020 for um, some people who might not know. As you said, doing sessions, you are a singer and songwriter yourself, but you also songwrite with other people. Um, and you did co-write on... What was it, on Good in Bed from mm -hmm. Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa? And the one of, I think, the standout lines from that song is all that good pipe in the moonlight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> when you come across a line like that, is there any, um, as you said, like, is there any fear of like people being like, oh, oh no, what, what, what is this? Or is it kind of, yeah, how do you approach that if there is any There's apprehension? There's definitely a fear. And like what's funny is a lot of the times when I'm in the studio we'll we'll write lines that are so out there, like, yeah, like all that good pipe in the moonlight. And then in the back of everyone's heads we're like, no, nah, like once we put out the actual song, like we'll replace that with something else that plays it a little more safe. <laughs> and then we just never do because everyone starts to like love those those specific lyrics and then we just stick with it. And that was definitely one of those where we were just like, you know, 
me, it was me and Melanie and Lindgren kind of started the, the idea of, of for good in bed in a session one day. And we were just riffing off each other. We were like, we dedicate this verse to all the good pipe in the moonlight and blah, blah, blah. And just were like going and not really thinking about what we were going to say. And then when Dua, uh, you know, took the song and made it her own, I was just so like, in awe of the fact that like somebody like her is like being so unapologetic about sex. I just think it's the coolest thing ever. And like, I'm just honored to, to be a part of it for sure. <laughs> it is. Um, it is a great song. It is a very cool song. Um, Thanks. The, yeah. In terms of like, whether it's for writing for others or for yourself, because I feel like that song is unapolog- uh, unapologetically, um, sexual in in a sex positive way and there's um other songs of yours which are quite like again as i mentioned before the the songwriting's quite honest it's quite real um without being well just it comes across as kind of yourself as if that is your personality how um how important is that to you when you are songwriting that you are honest and that it is yeah it is really you Yeah, that's super important. I feel like for me, songwriting is very, it sounds like the cheesiest thing ever, but it really is like a form of like therapy for me, I guess, when I'm like feeling some type of way, I just like write it out in a song. So without having to like think about it, the songs that I write, especially for like my artist project are very much just me and like whatever I'm thinking that day, I'll just like put into a song. Um, But yeah, I think it's, I feel like the biggest thing I've learned as a songwriter and from being able to write with other artists is like for, for songs that are for me, for, for Upsall, like if some, if another artist could pull off saying whatever it is I'm saying or seeing whatever it is I'm saying in the song, then like, it's not me enough and I need to make it more me if that makes sense. So I try to just like, you know, dive into myself when I'm, when I'm, when I'm writing for me for sure. Of course, as um, as you mentioned before, there is an Upsile album coming out later in the year. I think around October. What can we um, yeah. What can we expect from from this new album? Yeah, I'm very excited. This is my my first album. It's been fun. I feel like we live in such a single world where you know everyone's just dropping singles, um, which I love. But I'm just it's been so fun to like dive in with with my team of writers and producers and just like make a full you know piece of of art that we're all just like so excited about um yeah I guess with the album I really just wanted to like tell the story and um yeah you know I feel like 2020 was a horrible year for and even going into 2021 now we're halfway through 2021 and shit is still going down (laughs) it's just been a rough year and a half for everybody yeah and so I think this album is just like super vulnerable I've felt feelings that I didn't know existed in the past year you know like we've all just been going through it so this album is my personal experience and it's all kind of sequenced in chronological order starting with douchebag and the breakup and then kind of continuing on to like where I am now so it really is like I kind of wanted it to feel we're making music videos for all the songs I kind of just wanted to feel like you're like watching or listening to like a series of a tv show or something so yeah I'm excited to make like a project it's been fun it is very exciting news and I know that um a lot of people uh are excited about it you do seem to have a lot of um yeah like loyal fans and, and people who do really enjoy what you are doing 
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Have you found that, again, as we mentioned earlier, like I feel like your um, rise, if you will, um, has come at a really interesting time in in the last few years, do you find it uh, not difficult? But I think there was a there was a collaboration that you did with um, Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park and Ian Dior, and that it was like you weren't able to perform the song for like a number of months until on TV. Yeah, how have you found like people's um, maybe not reaction, but like. Uh, what what has the reaction from fans been like when it comes to having to in, ingest things differently and kind of like wait for performances and, and do that kind of thing? It's been weird. Like being in music right now is, is weird, especially now as we're, we're kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and we may be touring soon. It's like, the music industry is so saturated now because us artists have been making all of these things that like during quarantine and we're just so excited to like release all the music in the world and whatever. And now it's just so saturated and it's, it's cool as like a fan of music because all of my favorite artists are releasing so much music, but as an artist trying to do your thing, like it, it's extra hard to get people to, to pay attention to your shit. Um, so yeah, I guess it's, it's been, yeah, with happy endings with Mike and Ian, like who, like I didn't meet them until we sang the show on TV together. Cause we just had to make the song over zoom. And like, that's just so, if you would have told me that two years ago that I would be like, what are you talking about? People have a song out together and they don't even, <laughs> they've never met like, you know, but now that's the world we're living in. So it's, it's definitely been a trippy, a trippy time, but yeah, I do feel very lucky to have, my my little you know fan base and community of of people who are just down for the ride and we're just here to to make music yeah is there a name for your fan base yet i know that like um, (laughs) gaga has little monsters and there are believers is there an equivalent for yourself um they so we always we have like a discord thing which is like a 
I don't even know what it is, but it's this cool site where everyone can just like become friends and shit. And everyone's always like brainstorming random ideas. There's been a bunch at one point. Cause I have a song called drugs. They were like, we're going to call ourselves the druggies. And I was like, we can't do that. Like you like <laughs> parents will hate me. We have to. So no ideas are welcome. If you have any ideas, I don't think we've settled on one yet. We're still, we're still brainstorming. So. Oh, I'm, I personally, I do like the track drugs um <laughs> and so it was going to be around that but yeah druggies doesn't quite work does it it, it gives off a very was, different kind of vibe exactly i was like we got to do something a little more family friendly so we're we're working <laughs> on it yeah <laughs> that, that's very fair as you um as you mentioned hopefully going on tour uh, as the, the year continues i know that you're going on tour with um olivia o'brien i think it's yeah. come august and september firstly how much are you looking forward to getting uh, back onto the road and playing shows? It's going to be insane. I'm also like such a fan of Olivia too. So I'm just stoked to get to tour with her, but yeah, I mean, I, my last show I played was in St. Louis at the beginning of a tour that I was supposed to do in March of 2020 and played the one show and got sent home. And since then I've just been trying so hard to just live off of that high, which was now like a year and a half ago. So yeah, the amount of serotonin I'm about to get from this first show back is going to be insane. I cannot wait. It's going to be fun. What can um, what can fans of yours expect from these shows? Um, yeah, I'll have my band. Um, it's the three of us. We've been touring together for the past, you know, since I started a few years ago. Um, it's going to be a party. I guess I just want everyone, like, just <laughs> dancing. We'll start a mosh pit if we feel like it. I just want to, I feel like people are just going to be so stoked to be back at shows. Like the energy is going to be so unmatched. I just cannot wait. I just want it to be one big dance party, basically. That's, that's very fair. I can understand wanting, wanting a huge dance party. Yeah. Have you, have you been to any gigs yet since uh, California's kind of opened up? Yeah. So we're shut down ish again. We're like, shows aren't happening again for a few but um up until then yeah I was going to like random like shitty bar shows and it was amazing like I just the the whole idea of just like being in a, in a room like sweating dancing just around a bunch of strangers like we took it for granted so much and now that like it's back it's just like I just, as an artist, I feel so lucky because I've, as a fan, I felt how exciting it is to be in the audience again. So I just can't wait to like be able to, <laughs> to do that every night on tour. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Was there, I'm just very curious. Was there, I know when we started going back to shows here, there was initially, I think after a few weeks, it kind of dissipated, but there was like apprehension in people going to shows and being too close and being, you know, like you go to a gig um, people were kind of, as you said, getting sweaty, dancing up the front. There was like a little bit of like just personal space for a little You're while like before. Six feet, please. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Was there any of that in any of the shows you went to or was it just like straight back to um, well, enjoying it properly as it should be? Yeah, I feel like it's weird. Like I still feel like I'm like naked without my mask. Like I still wear my mask indoors. Um, but yeah, it's weird. I feel like everyone's a bit traumatized. It's honest it's honestly really sad, but everyone's a bit like 
weird and like tiptoeing around everything now, which I think is good and it's safe to do so. But, um, you know, I, I, I got vaxxed to where I'm, I'm, you know, like for before LA like reshut down again, like I was, I was really t- like living for the live shows. Like it was so fun, but, um, now it's gotten taken away from us again. So who fucking knows? We will see. But yeah, so it's just a weird time for everyone. It's crazy. <laughs> it is a very odd time. I'm looking forward to it just going back to more well, to the, I don't think it's ever going to go back to normal, normal, but being able to go yeah. to a show and bumping into people and it not having any thought of like, oh, now I need to sanitize my arm or something. That's, um, <laughs> yeah. that's obviously a good thing. Um, exactly. Usually we would speak to our guests about what they're listening to. Is there anything at the moment, any uh, albums or any singles that are kind of getting a uh, thrashing on your playlist? Yeah. um, I've been listening to a lot of soul acts. They're like amazing. I honestly don't, it's just like a, they just do a bunch of sick remixes and I've been very inspired by like the beats they do and kind of like using that for, for inspiration for song ideas. Um, a lot of Radiohead recently, like the Benz. I forgot how good that album was. Like, oh my gosh, that's been on repeat. What else? The Doja Cat album. Oh my god, have you heard the Doja Cat album? It's so good. I've heard I'm bits and pieces of it, but um, yeah. Um, what is it? Planet Her. Planet Her. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of that. Yeah, a bunch of stuff. I've also just been getting a lot now that that like um, Hulu thing with like Paul McCartney and Rick Rubin came out. I've been back in like a Beatles kick. I don't know. I'm just kind of all over the place all the time. It just depends on the day, I guess, with however I'm feeling. Yeah. Where did you think? Um, sorry, where do you think that you got your kind of taste from in terms of? Uh, being able to like listen to, as we said, it is a genreless kind of world at the moment, but it is still like Doja, Radiohead, Paul McCartney, all kind of different acts. Like, do you think that, um, yeah, where did you get your kind of listening influences from? Do you think? Yeah, definitely. I think I got a lot of my, yeah, listening influences from my dad. I mean, growing up, we were listening to like, Fugazi and then he would like turn on Outcast and then we would listen like it was just kind of all over the place um so I grew to love a lot of different kinds of music um and then kind of took all like different pieces of inspiration from you know each of those artists or bands or whatever and put those into the music that I make now and um yeah, I feel like especially now, like, music that has no genre. There's, like, all artists doing country songs and, like, everyone's just doing whatever. And it's so freeing and it makes music so <laughs> exciting for me to listen to. Yeah, it's been amazing. With that in mind and, and to kind of wrap up, do you think that at any point, maybe not this upcoming record, but at any point in the future we could expect a like a punk record from yourself, kind of like going full circle, even bringing your dad on board possibly. Yes. yes. I would love nothing more. I, my dad is actually playing on this album. He's shredding some bass on it. It's been fun, but um, awesome. definitely doing like, I'm actually right now working on some very punk shit, which has been, been very, very fun for me. So yeah, we can definitely expect some punk music in the future. Yeah. 
That's very, very exciting. Um, Taylor, thank you very much for your time this afternoon. I do appreciate it. And um, congratulations again Thanks on Melatonin, the, the single. No, my absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Upsile for her time. Melatonin, a new single, Time of My Life, is out now. And we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to stream her music. We also want to give a huge shout out to Nina at The Oriole Co. for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes, where you'll be able to listen to all of our guests' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning, with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.